because missionaries went to our countries, you know, to my country uh, in particular, to preach the gospel. And from there, my grandfather uh, um, learned the gospel, learned the word of God. And after that, my father also, when he was born, he also learned uh, the word of God. And then he became a pastor. In my work as a pastor and pioneer of new things, I get to work with, coach, and learn from others, tilling soil, planting seeds, and praying for rain as we dig in and engage our communities for the mission of God. Join me as we share stories from the field in the Common Ground Podcast. You're listening to the Common Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Jalad, lead cultivator of Fresh Expressions here in North Georgia and cultivator of the Common Ground Network at Mount Pisgah United Methodist Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. It is a pleasure to get to share with you today my friend Isabel D'Souza and some of the work that she has been doing with Fresh Expressions here in North Georgia. Her context is a little bit different than some of the contexts that you've heard about in the past, and um, and her role is a little bit different than in the church than maybe you've heard um, in some of our past recordings. So I want her to go ahead and, and introduce herself and tell everybody a little bit about her context. Welcome, Isabel. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Reverend Jalad. Um, it's an honor to be part of the podcast today. Um, You know, I'm not used to it, (laughs) but um, it's always uh, a first time for everything. Yes. So I'm Isabel. My name is Isabel Fernandez de Sosa. And so I've been in the States since 1998, and uh, from Angola, Southwest Africa. Since I came here, um, I always had the desire to serve. I always, um, since I was actually, since I was um, growing up, um, my mom usually pushed me to serve. I was, I remember I was uh, 15, and she asked me to teach the kids at our church because my father used to be a pastor of um, UMC. And then he was a bishop. He passed away in 2017. And so they always pushed me to do, to serve. And also God put me the desire to serve as well. And so once I got here, I immediately went to find a United Methodist Church so I could participate on the, um, you know, on the services that they they had available. And so I went to, um, I think if I, yeah, Glen Memorial UMC. And so I used to serve uh, the communion over there. Then we we came to Grayson and the church that we served since then 
the church that uh, we became members is Snellfield UMC. Mm -hmm. It's my home church, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's okay, really but so Isabel, I did not know this about you. I had no idea. I mean, I knew that you grew up in Angola. I knew that you were had been a United Methodist for essentially your whole life, but I did not know that your dad was a bishop. I had no idea. I did yes. not know that. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! The things you discover on a podcast. <laughs> yes, he he was he was a bishop of uh, one because Angola has two conferences, and he he was a bishop of uh, of the eastern side of Angola. Okay, and he became a bishop in nineteen eighty eight. Okay. And yes. you came to the States in the 90s. Did you come with your family or you came on your own or? I came by myself. Okay. I came by myself and I was younger and it was difficult, very, it was hard. Uh, but we, even though I came by, by myself, um, God was with me. I always knew that what that I wasn't alone because mm -hmm. God always was part of my life, and I always trusted that uh, I wasn't by myself. Actually, I was with God, and so when we started uh, going <clears throat> to Snellville UMC, we um, started serving immediately my mm -hmm. husband and myself i was gonna say you keep saying we so everybody knows needs to know who the we is <laughs> yes I, I always include myself. you and god and your husband <laughs> yes. uh, i always include my family in mm -hmm. everything that uh, that i do even my family that is overseas because mm -hmm. they are my biggest support mm-hmm okay and so we immediately started serving my husband and myself. My husband now, he's um, a pastor of UMC, mm -hmm. of Snellville UMC. He is the pastor of the Latino congregation. Yes. And so we always serve together. And so we identified that uh, the, the church, and uh, we started uh, serving in different ministries because that's our, I think God usually put the, you know, <laughs> I, um, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't imagine having a husband, a, a pastor. Mm -hmm. My father was a pastor but in my mind, never imagined that mm -hmm. I, my husband would become a pastor one day. Mm -hmm. But what, what I think, what uh, I believe is that God put people together to feel, fulfill his purpose. Amen. So that's what I think um, God put my husband and I together mm -hmm. to fulfill his purposes. And so together <laughs> we do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of things. We support each other a lot. And so we started serving the Hispanic community mm -hmm. because in 
Angola, we speak Portuguese. Mm -hmm. And Portuguese and Spanish are very similar languages. And so we started uh, attending as well uh, the Hispanic uh, services. We would go to 930 service, which is uh, uh, the first first service that uh, we usually uh, go, and then to 11.30 service, which is the, um, um, another service that, uh, that we usually go. And then after that, to the Hispanic service, which was the last service at 12.30 uh, p.m. Mm-hmm. And we would enjoy it. In the beginning, I wasn't so, <laughs> uh, I wasn't very attractive to the Hispanic service. My but my husband was, and he made some friends. And so uh, then he, his desire to attend the service also pushed me to like it as well. And then I was in love with it. And so <clears throat> while attending that uh, congregation, um, I, I became... <clears throat> Uh, the coordinator of the mission <clears throat> mission projects in that in that particular congregation, and we used to go <clears throat> excuse me we used to go to the communities uh, to take flyers and talk about God mm-hmm. and as well as introduce our uh, church to people so and so so you were going to these um, predominantly uh, Spanish-speaking communities around the church and yes. essentially um, trying to get to know them, but for the purpose of inviting them back to the church. Is that correct? Church. And yeah. not only that, um, I think we just have to be obedient of the gospel mm. Uh, we have to be obedient of the um, of God tells tells us to do, mm-hmm. and so I always had in, in mind of the Great Commission, mm-hmm. you know that Jesus told us to go and preach the word, uh, the word, and so with that in mind, and also because I knew it's something that really works. Because missionaries went to our countries, mm-hmm. you know, to my country uh, in particular, to preach the gospel. Yeah. And from there, my grandfather uh, um, learned the gospel, learned the uh, word of God. And after that, my father also, when he was born, he also learned uh, the word of God. Mm. We, and then he became a pastor. And so I really, I'm a truly believer that if we, we obey what God wants us to do, everything goes well. So I am here, I'm hearing that there is a legacy of faith that you recognized was really uh, born out of the work of these missionaries that came, that left their country and came to your country. 
Um, I'm hearing so many great things here and that you are absolutely compelled by the legacy of that faith to continue that legacy and not not necessarily be content with the um, everybody needs to come to us, but we need to go to them. As missionaries came to us, we need to go to people wherever they are. And I love how God just kind of grew a love in you for the people that you— found yourself in the midst of, um, that, you know, you expressed that you enjoyed all of the different places that you worshiped, but that that maybe that wasn't your favorite place, but by virtue of the love that God um, really uh, gave your husband for those people, you also uh, came to love them in a, in a, a way that was unexpected, and yet at the same time really spoke to how you were formed and how the people in your family were formed and, and that legacy of faith that that forgets itself uh, and and does what is, as, as you've expressed, faithful to the Great Commission. So I love that. And, and I know that when we first talked, um, having Snellville be my home church, I mean, I was familiar with some of the, the work that had been done in the, in the mobile home parks that do have a, a large— um, Latino uh, 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 population. I was aware of some of those things, but they weren't like long-term relationship building um, uh, missions. But that's really where you've kind of next leveled some things and and, and kind of where the, the birthplace of this fresh expression that you and your husband started. So why don't you talk a little bit about that and how you kind of really mm-hmm. perceived God calling you there? Yes, um, we served. For, we served. I think we started in 2012 or 13, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. going to the communities. And after that, um, after we worked uh, in the com- communities for probably three years, for some reason we just stopped. We did stop. And once my husband became a pastor in that uh, church, which is Nelville. UMC, I, it was uh, growing the same desire for us in, in me uh, mm-hmm. to go again, you know, and start, restart what mm-hmm. we started in the past. And uh, sometimes uh, because we have so many things to do and we just don't, uh, um, don't continue to do what God put in our hearts. Mm. And so I was really having that desire. I was feeling that God was really pulling me to that direction again. And I was um, looking on Facebook and I saw, uh, um, you know, the fresh expression. Mm -hmm. And what I saw was that you guys were giving $500 $500 for people to start mm-hmm. a fresh, fresh expression. And I was, I say, oh, wow, that's God's calling. <laughs> God telling me to do it. And I, I was just started uh, with nothing in my pocket. Mm. At least I have some money to buy the books or something like that. Yeah. And so... Since uh, the Hispanic ministry in our church grew because of the of English classes, mm-hmm. I thought the same thing for the trailer parts. Mm-hmm. And so 
uh, I was thinking, I say, who is going to help me to do this? But I, I also, in the same time, I say, well, since God put this in my heart, I have to start it myself, by myself. Mm. And so, even if, and if people want to join me, they will eventually. But I can't rely on people. I just have to do it. I have to start at mm-hmm. least. And so we started last, last year in August. And it has been a great blessing to us mm-hmm. and yeah. mainly to those people. Well, I, I one of the things that I think is really important here, I've heard it said before that... Um, that money follows vision and and God absolutely got you gave you the vision and put that um that that passion in your heart to 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 do this thing and um and it, it really would have been very uh comfortable and easy to just continue doing what you were doing and like you said it kind of we can get into our own routines and our own habits and, and be distracted by every day and forget um, some of those things and, and not necessarily uh, respond to, to that, that um, impulse that the spirits put within us. But, um, but you were reawakened and, and that you wanted to be faithful to that in, in whatever way it, it, um, it took and and God provided. I remember calling you. We were we we did a year ago um, at our annual conference have uh, micro grants that we gave away for people that wanted to to start mm-hmm. a fresh expression, and that was um, really kind of the 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 precipitating event for our first conversation. And um, but last time we talked, we were I was talking about you know we both cried over the phone together because it was absolutely God placed that vision in your heart and um, and then God turned around and provided for you and you were able to proceed with what with what it was that you you uh, you were called to do. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about what that looked like? One of the biggest questions that I get from people is like, okay, this is a this sounds good, but what does it look like when you actually get together with people? And I think it's interesting because it looks different for every fresh expression because it really does have to be, um, uh, it does really have to meet people where they are in whatever context that might be, right? So I know that, that you guys went through a, a vision day with uh, Fresh Expressions, and so you got to hear some of the the concepts and what, about the whole Fresh Expressions journey and, and the importance of listening and loving and serving and, and building community um, yeah. at those beginning stages. But what did that look like? What did that look like for you in, in starting this Fresh Expression? Okay. Um, I always have in my mind that we have to really get out of our comfort zone because it's not always like my husband says sometimes, it's not always the, the zone of comfort, even though we think it's a comfort zone, but it really um, enable us. It doesn't let us do what God calls calls us to do. And so we just have to push ourselves to do uh, uh, our calling. Mm. And so that's what will happen. I, I, I had the desire in my heart to start it. And uh, I spoke with my husband. And the first thing that we, we did was to pray about it. 
to put everything in God's hands because we can't do anything by ourselves. I think we always have to put things in God's hands. And also, uh, I talk with the ladies in in the Hispanic congregation uh, because we have a prayer uh, uh, group with the ladies. And we started praying about it. And we also fast, fasted about it. Mm. And so once we did that, I think we thought that we were ready to really start. And we went to, I spoke with you as well. And I wanted to, because we have three communities, three trailer parks in our, close to us, mm-hmm. close to our church. And I wanted to... Um, work with the three co- <laughs> three communities <laughs> and I, I remember i spoke with you and uh one thing that um you suggested was to start just one mm-hmm. not to overwhelm myself mm-hmm. and i really i was so happy with um what you suggested because i i thought i say yes i think um you're right because <laughs> we used to do the three, <laughs> the three uh, uh, communities, and it really didn't work mm. uh, the way we wanted it to work. And so we started with one community, and the first thing we did last year was to gather some kids, and we did a VBS mm-hmm. vacation Bible school last year Mm -hmm. and it was exercised it was beautiful we we did it in the past like i said uh we stopped uh for years Mm -hmm. and we restarted again we were a little bit apprehensive and but god is really good Mm -hmm. god is good and so we were able to do it and the youth of our congregation also participated as leaders to the small kids. Beautiful, yeah. And it was a beautiful experience. And after that, we spoke with the parents um, that we wanted to start the fresh expression, Mm -hmm. that we wanted to teach them because I'm very, um, to me, education is, it's very um, important, is really important. And some of the ladies um, in that community, the Hispanic, Latino, Hispanic ladies, they don't speak English. Mm -hmm. And so I say, maybe we can start teaching them English and then, um, you know, for 30 to 45 minutes. And after that, we would touch on uh, on the Bible and teach them, you know, the gospel, teach them the Bible, the word of, the, of God. And so that's how we started. We started, uh, I believe, August 15th of uh, uh, last year. I love that because you started with something that was a real need, um, the, you know, the English speaking and, and the ESOL. And, um, and that was a, and you started by blessing that community with the VBS and getting the, the body of the existing church involved in that. So there was a, 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 an amount of buy-in to what it was, an investment, what, to what it was that you were doing there. 
and seeking to do there and um, and kind of forming community with this in this new community. But then also looking for listening for, you know, what what is a what is a particular need here? And then in meeting that need, um, that there was an opportunity to build community and and to to preach the God and to to share the gospel. And um, I know that y'all were able you were able to um, work with the the uh, management of the park to be able to meet in a community space there too. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that or how that came about? We spoke with the management. Uh, regarding our project with uh, the community. Uh, and they were very, very happy about uh, uh, what we had to offer. And our main focus were to uh, work with women in that community. Because I'm a truly believer, there is a quote that says, educate a woman, educate a nation. Mm. And so I'm very, uh, uh, I truly believe that if we educate people, uh, mainly women, because we stay home, I'm a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) And so most of the time I stay, comparing to my husband, I stay with the kids more than he does because he has other uh, things to do outside of the house. Um, So... Our main focus was to work with women, and they were really happy because most of the most of the women in that community they don't work, mm. and so they don't work because of um, you know sometimes lack of um, English knowledge, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, the 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 husbands work and they just they stay home with the and take care of the kids. And so we found an opportunity there because while the kids were at school, we would have the chance to stay with the women, yeah. you know, and, yeah. uh, and have some uh, Bible study as well as other, uh, um, you know, as well as English classes and other topics that they would uh, uh, um, find found uh, interesting for them. Yeah, you're, so you're really building a, a system. Of, you really were building community and a system of support for them as well. Because what I witnessed when I came to to visit with you was uh, such a such a sense of community with all of the people that were there, and such an appreciation for you and um, and your relationships that you had with them. And um, I got fed well that day, and I really appreciated that too. Uh, That was wonderful. Yeah, that was wonderful. But there was such a strong sense of community, and I think that uh, we can can certainly diminish the significance of uh, what a strong sense of community and those relationships can mean for the transformation of a community. And um, and the impact to your point on um, on other generations and, and what a network of of uh, relationships can do to to change some of those dynamics there. So, mm-hmm. uh, what has happened? Um, we're all living in a pandemic world right now. So, what has happened with uh, that fresh expression? And what do you see God doing, kind of out of this time? Okay, um, we had to stop. Um, 
everybody, many things in the mm-hmm. whole world had to stop because it was a new thing nobody knew about. Right. And so we really had to need the need to stop everything. And, but still, we still had, I still, when I say we, I'm including my husband, um, we still had the desire to do something for the commun- community, mm-hmm. even though uh, we had the pandemic. But we, I also believe that in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of uh, um, things that are outside, Side of uh, um, of things that we are usually like in the middle of problems. In the middle of problems, there are opportunities. Yes. Okay. And so we started. Uh, my husband spoke with some people that he he knows, and uh, he was able to get a contract uh, with um, a food ministry. Mm-hmm. So. Every other week, um, we buy food in big quantities. It's 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 really cheap, mm-hmm. and so like fruit, vegetables, um, uh, things that people really really need to uh, you know to to, mm-hmm. to for. Every- sometimes you can't get from a, a food pantry as well. A lot of times you right. can't get the the fresh the fresh foods fresh food as, mm-hmm. exactly, and so we um, started doing that, get the food and distribute to the communities. Mm-hmm. We started doing um, by ourselves. And now we have about uh, five people that also want to participate. So five mm-hmm. volunteers that also want to participate in this, uh, uh, you know, to distribute the food to the community. And so I think when we start something, God always provides. Mm-hmm. God always put the people to help. And mm-hmm. so I think we just have to have that desire and leave our comfort zone and do it. Yeah, I love that. So you haven't necessarily, you've stopped doing what you were doing because of a, a lot of the uh a lot of the guidelines and, and um, limitations that we've all been experiencing, but you've continued to uh, kind of nurture those relationships and, and providing something and, and maintaining that connection uh, mm-hmm. that you have with them. So they don't necessarily feel like they've been forgotten or left alone, uh, mm-hmm. but you're doing what you can to to continue to to invest in those relationships and in a way that um, that I think will bear fruit in the future when you are able to to gather again. And I know that, like you said, some other people have felt led to do the same. I think one thing that I've seen certainly in a lot of churches and a lot of communities is that um, uh, some real heroes have emerged. Some people have, some entrepreneurs have emerged that maybe we hadn't recognized before uh, because people have had to be very creative um, and mm-hmm. innovative and in, uh, whatever it was that they were doing in order to con- to continue doing what they were doing in some way, shape, or form. So I love that. That's beautiful. And I know that as you continue to seek to be faithful to, to what God's calling you to do, that God will absolutely lead you and guide you to, to what's next. So um, 
I know that you you have kids at home. We are all virtual schooling, so that's a lot of fun, um, or not, or not. Um, what are you, what like? What are you reading right now, or what are you listening to? What's got your attention? Nonfiction, fiction. Okay, um, I'm reading this book with the title "How How to Gain Control of Your Finances." Oh, okay. By uh, Stan Toller. I really, I love numbers. I like to, uh, you know, to work with numbers. And uh, through our goal of educating women, one thing that I also want to try to help those women is to talk about finances, how to take care of finances through the scripture. Wow. Yes. So you're you're connecting all of the dots. How beautiful! Yes, and uh, and so I'm reading this book. It's part of um, uh, uh, my knowledge to you know to try to help them in this matter of uh, finances. And um, this book, it's it's a book that also uh, teaches us to trust God that we don't depend depend on money we depend on god mm. and so that's something that i have uh, in my heart to help other people you know to teach them uh, um, that god first and then the rest but in the same time we have to uh, um, know how to take care of our finances i have a, a bible in spanish is it's a um finance bible oh really yes <laughs> so i'm i'm curious what what god is to, because i know this to be true as we seek to teach others um and prepare for that, that we learn new things and that our, um, that we are educated as well, or that we learn new things or see things in a new way as we, as we seek to teach and share with others. So is there something that really, um, kind of has been brought to light for you, or maybe you have, uh, God's teaching you a new thing? Oh, yes. Yes. Before, um, the pandemic, I was, extremely busy doing many things mm. besides work because I we I have a business we have a business uh, besides my business I was uh, teaching Spanish as well in the senior center I was teaching some uh, um, Spanish to some students uh, um, tutor them actually mm-hmm. and so I had some uh, senior students I had some uh, teenagers, students, and also kids, little kids. And so I was so busy doing so many things. And my little one, she's seven, and she was she was complaining all the time. Uh, Mama, we want to see you more. I miss oh, you. Wow, wow. And so w- when the pandemic started, I we had to stop everything. Mm-hmm. And so... It really, it, right now, I can do everything here from mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. and uh, in the same time, I can stay with my kids. Mm-hmm. And we, we feel a lot of peace. We feel happier. Mm-hmm. And because we have time to talk, we have time to, um, actually, last month, they decided to paint 
their, 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 their room. And so they painted the, the room and we also helped my husband and myself. And we planted some uh, okra outside mm -hmm. of the, you know, at our garden and they watered the plants and we do things together. And so another thing also is that my family overseas and I, uh, we have Bible studies uh, every Monday mm -hmm. at uh, one o'clock. And so it really helped us to come together. Mm -hmm. We decided, we started uh, two months ago and I'm able to see my family every week, you know, mm -hmm. through Zoom. Mm -hmm. And another thing that we do is exercise through Zoom together. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes. that, that's innovation right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, we do so many different things. And also we, of course, we have the Bible study uh, with also with the Hispanic congregation mm -hmm. uh, on Wednesdays. Um, even though we are physically apart, but we are together spiritually. Yeah. And we are closer to each other. That's what I feel. Mm, yeah, I, I would say that there are a lot of people that have experienced something similar. I know I certainly have with my my own family, a lot of us, the, the busyness and the rush of everyday life um, that kind of came to a screeching halt has mm. um, given us all an opportunity to reevaluate uh, what's important um, and uh, to deepen some relationships that were there all along. But um, we've able, been able to deepen those connections and um, kind of uh, reboot our rhythms of life in a way mm. that um, I think has given us a lot of a lot of peace uh, that is is wonderful indeed. Yeah. I just I want to thank you so much for your time. I, I do wonder um, what what bit of advice or what word would you want um, people that are thinking about starting a fresh expression to hear? Okay, I think um, I I mentioned before a little bit. We just have to. Uh, get out of our comfort zone. I was saying previously uh, that you advised me to start little, mm -hmm. okay, with one community, mm -hmm. but now we are moving forward to the second community because other people have the desire to do the same thing in a different community. Okay. So you just start slowly. You start, but you start it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't don't it's normal that we have that feeling inside of us sometimes that how am I going to be able to do it? Um how is it going to be? And so new things are always um new mm -hmm. and we usually don't know how it's going to be unless mm -hmm. we start it. Yeah. So if you have that desire in your heart, uh, anybody that is listening to me now, uh, I just encourage you to do it because God has uh, um, got this with us. Mm -hmm. We can do everything through Christ. It doesn't matter. Like me, I have, um, you know, uh, I came from a different country, uh, different language. Mm -hmm. 
but I, I'm still able to teach English, even though I'm still learning, but the little <laughs> that I know, I'm still able to teach. So everything is possible. And I'm also able to teach Spanish. You know, we just have to try to do, force ourselves to do, force ourselves to leave our comfort, comfort zone and do it. So that's what I, I, I think we should do. That is such a good word. I think, um, you know, it's it's when we're outside of our comfort zones that we have to rely on God. Um, inside of our comfort zones, it's all under our control. And so um, outside is where we fully have to rely on God. And to your point, with God, all things are possible. What a great note to leave on. Thank you again so much for your time, Isabel. I can't wait to see what God does next through your faithfulness. That's all we're charged to do is to be faithful to God's leading and guiding and leave the rest up to God. Amen. Exactly. Amen. And fear and do the faith. And so God calls us to, to have faith in him. And also Jesus, uh, you know, called, calls us to, for the great commission. We just have to be obedient. That's Amen. all. Amen. Yeah. Thank you again so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. It was an honor to participate. And um, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs>